Chancers, a Go Loud original podcast. Fashion is lifestyle, babe. Is that why you're always fashionably late? Oh, no more nicey nicey, they're spicy spicy. It's in my jeans, babes. That's why this <laughs> week we're talking about our personal style. <laughs> I'm Anna Clifford. And I'm Paddy Smith, and you're listening to Chancers. A podcast for those who feel like they're chancing their arms at life while others are styling it out. Each week we pick a topic for discussion and share our opinions, mishaps and misadventures, all while being impeccably dressed. Well, me, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and after we talk nonsense, we'll be joined by an expert on the subject to hand to help us Chancers zip it up. Put your glad rags on, Hans. This is Chancers. Take a chance, take a chance. Well, I don't have any news. Um, yeah, I'm having a good week. I can't stop doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that is my job, but I'm preparing for my Edinburgh Fringe show and I just feel like I'm eat, sleep and repeat. Eat, sleep, don't rave, feel repeat. Like jokes anymore. Um, no, it's good. I'm just working a lot. I did um, um, question my morals this week with a certain job that came in and I, I oh. didn't. I know. Oh, I said my principles. Oh, before. What before? Oh. I am. Um, it's my first time ever having to do that, actually. But all my life, since I was seven, I've, I've been a vegetarian. And people have always been like, when are you going to, like, how much would it take to, for you to eat chicken? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I wouldn't. And then they keep going up and up, you know, a couple of grand, a couple of grand. And I'm like... Hold on, hold on. So you've never had a chicken nugget? Um, not since I was seven, no. Oh, no, wait. Oh, there was that one drunk. time when I went into Burger King with a mask on and I said, I said vegan nuggets and she obviously didn't hear me and I'm walking back with my ex and I'm like these are unreal and he's like yeah they actually taste really good and then I'm like eating a bit more and then I'm like look at the packet and then I look at receipt and I'm like chicken nuggets (laughs) (laughs) so you're not a real vegetarian then oh my god maybe I shouldn't have turned down that job yesterday for eating chicken (laughs) look chicken nuggets are delightful anything beige oof Oh, I love beige food. It's so healing. It's um, real healing. It makes it get, it helps me get over so all sorts you were, of things. You were, you were up for a, a campaign with the chicken yeah, It was going to be acting, but I was still going to have to eat chicken. <laughs> oh, one of your self tapes. I was like, am I um, no like getting getting the job, not just a self tape. Um, and I was like to my dad, feels good to reject money, you know, even though I'm at home, don't have a car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good to be morally correct, even Couple though I'm in debt because Edinburgh. Yeah. How about you? Um, How's your week been? Yeah, well, it was Pride. So went to Pride, got lit, and then I got my bit. So you lit know, and got my bit. This girl is on a kinky. Yeah, no, it was good. It was really good fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which one, the lit bit or the bit? bit? <laughs> Both. I mean, yeah, we went to. I went to Vicker Street to. Uh, see Victoria and Davina that was great crack was like a big hen do and then the next day you sure you woke me up I couldn't I, didn't, I was meant to go to an event with you and I didn't sit at my yeah, so. you weren't waking yeah, up it was, it was good it was good I was walking around Penny's <laughs> Primark if we have any <laughs> UK listeners just giving you time being like it was pride I like I'll just see how long he waits and I'm still like you know just like I was walking around Penny's just being like he's not answering his phone I'm not going to this event on my own so I, I got your roommate yeah. to wake you up when you were <laughs> 
when you bold ass naked. I was like, hey, hey, girl. She was like, oh god, that was a, that was a sore, sorry for sore eyes, and she wasn't expecting. Um, but yeah, look, it is hey, what it is. It's Pride weekend. We all got genitalia, babe. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. And that's why this week we're talking about our personal style and covering up our genitalia. (laughs) I actually think I would much rather if the world was naked. You would. You'd walk around naked. I think it's more freeing. I think everyone looks better naked. No, absolutely not. Are you well? As much as I love fashion, <laughs> I think everyone looks better naked. Oh my God, you'd be in a... Just you're, more freeing, I'm like, hey, you just wouldn't yeah. know where to put your phone. Do you know what I mean? You'd have to get creative. <laughs> a fig leaf. No, you wouldn't be able to, <laughs> wouldn't be able to put it in. An elastic band, so that'd be real sore though, imagine. I'm back all the time. <laughs> it's, been, it's, the way it's the way you're brought up there. Like my mum and all would be very like coy and shy with her body. Like God forbid she saw even a piece of my leg. Growing up. If I walked down in my boxers, she'd be like, what are you doing? The way I was brought then, up, Paddy, I was brought up in clothes. Like, I wasn't... Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're not, not up in the nudist camp, I know, one. Tell the I, truth. I honestly, I have, like... I'm sure I have seen my dad's penis in my time, but I... Ew, you sick bitch. I can't remember what it looks like. So, I mean, we have all been clothed for <laughs> many hope. years. Let's <laughs> Oh, my God. So, Patrick, people might not know that are listening <laughs> that I've known you since you were 15, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, we're from the same neighborhood, and I would always remember you have always had style. I would say, do you Um, think? Yeah, I think so. You think you were always one of the well dressed people in the village? Thanks very much. One of the the only gays in the village as well, and yeah, you always. I remember. I remember when I maybe the first, maybe probably at a house party we first met. You had your glasses. (laughs) You had a massive quiff. Yeah, I did Um, like a outside quiff. Like Outside, I used, yeah. You know, like that Collar up. Like, absolute prat. You know I mean? Loads Collar. of makeup and fake tan. Oh, absolutely. I used to put Sally Hansen on my face and it would sizzle. It would <laughs> sizzle into my face because you're meant to just put that on your legs. And then I'd put, like, to make it less matty, I'd put <laughs> sun shimmer over it. Oh, and then Jesus. I'd be like, girl, why do they think I'm gay? Honestly, I don't yeah. understand. My hair to be poker straight, to be GHD, but I'd quiff it up with hairspray and then collar <laughs> up all the time. Like I was that like Abercrombie kind of like labels posh twat of a kid. And I didn't even go to a <laughs> private school. I just, <laughs> I, yeah, I was It just took over you. No, were, you still, was... were you still scoring girls at this stage? <laughs> well, I don't think many girls could score me, but um, yeah, I was probably trying. Um, but it wasn't, but wasn't getting lucky. Um, and like, yeah, collar. I used to put my collar up in school and all. And like, I'd wear a scarf. A scarf was a big thing for me. Like a billowing scarf in the wind. And then I'd have like, remember those little paper thin scarves as well? They were a little bit of material, bitty. Oh um, yeah. And then there was those scarves you used to get in Georgia Street Arcade. They were like a massive bandana or something with little fringes coming out of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember they were them? Really popular for a while, weren't they? And the ripped like, jeans, the ripped jeans, and like you'd be cutting your uh, jeans so much that would over, over, like I'd have dupes on. I couldn't even wear dupes because I don't have, like I can't grasp my feet. Not grasp, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> I can't grasp what feet are, guys. And uh, no, I can't, like. <laughs> what are feet, though? <laughs> I'm like, what's that word? Feet. So the you word. are Mr. VIP style yeah. nominated not winning. You, <laughs> you lost out to Nikki Byrne oh um, yeah 
of Westlife Look, fame, but hey. I get it, I get it, yeah. You're still but, our favourite fashion icon. Oh, um, thank you. How has your style evolved over the years? Well, I used to just, like, I'd be in Abercrombie, <laughs> like an Abercrombie uniform from head to toe. Oh, yeah. And I'd go to America and just spend thousands, um, like the privilege out of me. Jesus. Ew. Like, yeah, because I had a really rich uncle over there. He used to, I think he was part of the mafia, I'm pretty sure. Well, like, I love the way you said the Abercrombie uniform and when you went to those stores, all the men were naked at the time. Yeah. And that's really, <laughs> like, what, and, a, what a nice way to sell your clothes is have like them not wear your clothes at the front door. Yeah. If you Did you ever look at White Hot on um, Netflix? No. And it goes into the kind of like, like the, the rise of Abercrombie and also like how racist it was actually. Um, but also like how they sold an aspirational kind of America, all American look. Um, and clearly I bought into that. Because yeah, like, I just want to be an all American boy. <laughs> I don't know what you'll laugh at as well. My sister and I went over and my, this rich uncle I had like used to give us like showers and when it was fantastic. But, Sh- um, <laughs> Wait, he used to give you showers? <laughs> no, no, God, no. Uh, but like, I mean, you give... need to check what your, <laughs> your family is giving you for money. <laughs> I think you have um, a lot lawsuit on your hands. They would. I'd go into the stores, right? Like my sister would be asked because obviously she's been quite good looking. Would be asked if she wants to. Would she be interested in working for Abercrombie? Because obviously, remember everyone who was there had to be. And they're like, to be, we have a job in the factory for you. Yeah, and I'd be walking by fuming, seething, like, why haven't they asked me yet? <laughs> like sideways glasses. Like patchy tan on my face, my hair is like like Russell Brand. I'm like, who knows? I was like, honestly like, fuming every time I'd walk by. I'd be like, sorry, have they not seen me? Here's what I think I am. I look like Earthworm Jim going around. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of changed from like Abercrombie uh, uniform with the collar up. I was very like um, inspired by like posh Dublin, like ew. When I think about it, do you know what I mean? I think it was that was all a trend la- for a it, while. It was all it? it was all labels, and I sound like such a dickhead. I'm so sorry to my listeners. Because I'm like, that is such dickheadish behavior, but like, I really was influenced by that. I think that's like something in your teens, like, poor parents, like, like when you think about it, coming home being like, I want Nike and Adidas. And you're like, what? The, I can't afford any of that. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, my dad, my mom came in from Penny's once and I was like, I hope there's nothing in there for me. I die now. Imagine. You said, Man. Oh, came, she mom came home from Penny's said, I hope there's nothing in there for me. Not for me. Imagine. Like, that's, you're, I deserve uh, Who do you think you are? You think I you're know. Well, Penny's? <laughs> Penny's is my holy grail. No, it's grail. absolutely, I, like, I deserve to be trolled for that. That's disgusting behaviour and I'd never do <laughs> that now. But, like, that's how, like, Cancelled, that's was. it. That's how warped I was. Like, I wore a Tommy Hilfiger suit for my, my, my denim suit for my confirmation. And, like, I, but, but I also wouldn't get new glasses and they were sideways. Like, what was I on? <laughs> so, and then when I, when I came into my gayness, do you know what I mean? Um, mm. I then went into like blouses. I used to go into, I used to buy like secondhand blouses in the in the secondhand stores, and like you know, and the gayer the better. The shoulder pad, more flamboyant. Like, Oof, yeah. shoulder pad. I love a shoulder pad. It's like and a little ca- pillow for when you're. Oh, on the I bus. love a shoulder pad. It's just a power so- shoulder. And now and then I kind of I also I I love experimenting now with kind of feminine and masculine styles and kind of blurring the lines of that. That's where I'm at. Yeah, That's where I'm at yeah. this minute. That's what I'm loving. So I love fa- my hair. Your, how would you describe your style right now? Oh God, like that's well, I'm like that's a bit of dickhead. I haven't. I've been literally a dickhead this whole time speaking. Everyone's like, ew. Um, <laughs> eclectic, eclectic. You've been honest. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, let's hope so. <laughs> um, okay, so I would call my style eclectic. What, yeah. what does eclectic even mean? I don't really know. I think it's a it's a bit of everything. Is that not what it means, Tara? As our producer, yeah, eclectic. Yeah, it would be like a bit of everything that you don't have a specific <laughs> genre of style that you you do so, yeah. Yeah. and dabble in a few different bits and pieces. Yeah, I'm a bit of a dabbler. Do you know what I mean? I love to dab, You're dab. experimenting. Yeah, and like I think. Like right now at the minute, I'm really stepping into kind of finding my own style. I'm not copying what other people do because for a long time I did that just out of fear. So now I'm kind of, I would call myself an eclectic hun. Eclect, eclectic hun. Yeah. That's, is go, that going to be the name of your first fashion brand? <laughs> um, no. What would be my name? The Crutch. Because <laughs> like this, the clothes can be the crutch and be your armor. Do you know? Do you get me? That just came to me there. Nice. I, uh, know, I want some on. dibs on that. So what's it? So coming some of your you, earnings. God, I'm, I'm sweating after that. Like, oh yeah, you feel like yeah. you just get on a confession or something. <laughs> yeah. I used to be a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> You're like used to be, really? No. Uh, <laughs> so what would be your style then? Lights on you now. I would tell my style, sexy, sad boy. <laughs> oh my God. Always. I like to try and be sexy. I do love like sexy kind of like revealing clothes. Then I also love like very like male, like boyish, like boxy clothes. And then there's like three days of the week where I just will not get dressed and I'm wearing like sweatpants, but like do we ever sweat in sweatpants? It's more tears that we collect and like, you know. Did you ever wear the juicy sweatpants? Like back in the day? I'd be seeing everyone buy these labels, but I was never, I could never (laughs) afford these things. So like, remember that store? There was a store in Dublin. and I don't know if it was outside of the UK, but it was called Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. And they did the velour tracksuits and I remember getting a green one, but it didn't say juicy on my arse. I mean, my dad probably wouldn't have let me in the cap if I said juicy (laughs) on me. (laughs) I really wanted one and my my mum wouldn't get me in. Well, now we had one in our promo pic, didn't we? So it comes full circle. Yeah. I like that. That, There was a store called Japan that I always went to and it was super cheap. How was your style evolved? I feel like I probably used to try and dress for like think like how I would want lads to find me attractive because when, even when I was in primary school and we had no uniform I would wear football jerseys every day um, thinking that would make men men they were not men in primary school <laughs> <laughs> making the teachers fancy me um, <laughs> Yeah, you wanted to be a tomboy, show it that I did. I just thought it was like, I thought tomboys, like, that's how you got in with the lads. Um, that's not how you get in. That's not how you make them fancy you. Uh, <laughs> then I went through the stage of, like, too much tan, the, the Ugg boots for... Your hair was massive at one stage. My hair is massive. No, but it was more massive. Before GHD? Yeah. I got, I, yeah, I would, I would still be a frigid if GHDs weren't invented. I would. I'm an absolute hairy monster. No, your hair is I would still be sitting on the fridge if GHDs weren't around. Like, honestly, if they want to sponsor me, I would just like, because I adore them. When I was, what was it, 13, they came into fashion and I came in and they were like, I went in to buy one, saved up all my money. And then they were like, you need the Afro-Caribbean one because your hair is so thick. So I got this massive, like, it was like bigger than everyone else's GHDs, but did the job. That just reminds me, do you ever went to school discos and the fashion that we used to wear to them? Like the the like the belt skirt well I didn't wear them obviously the fashion we used to wear like, I wasn't wearing the belt skirt <laughs> but the girls used to wear no like the yes. belt skirts with the belly tops oh my god me? literally a belt skirt and like a string top and a push-up bra and glitter and black eyes and no foundation in your lips like, and it'd be called beat the slapper or something we'd play that wouldn't we 
that'd be a game. Yeah, beat the slapper. Yeah, see how many guys can figure in a night. Like, woo, oh my hygienic. god, like, <laughs> mad to me. Like, I mean, uh, were we drinking then? I don't. I was having a can of coke. Yeah, it was like, like how can we conceal a nagging with behind a belt skirt? Tell me this. So, do you think that you know how to dress for comedy now? I know this is always a thing for you. I think, yeah, I think because I love, like, I just want, as I get older, I just want to get more madder with my style and just, like, more accessories, more, yeah, like, glamour. But you comedy love style, is, babe. You I love it. Yeah, you do. Um, it does make it, like, there is that fact, like, you know, getting dressed properly. There was a research done in the lockdowns that it makes you feel better. And I'm like, I can only commit to getting dressed properly three days a week. And I don't mind being miserable for the rest. <laughs> like, yeah, but you really, like, you know, like, you really kind of put effort. In, well, I think we both do in our... Th- in the way yeah, we take like, risks, don't we? Yeah. I think for us, it accentuates our personality and part I definitely of- think it's a good way to, like, get your personality across. So comedy, yeah, I'm trying to get that mix because I want to be comfortable and stylish but like not too like who does she think she is do you know what I mean and also it's hard because it's like when you walk out on stage with like a mad outfit people will have a judgement of you it's, it's stupid I did my say. worst ever gig in Galway just the worst ever gig in Galway and I was wearing a bit of a crop top and I, I put it down to the belly <laughs> I put it down I was like everyone in Galway hated me because I had my belly out <laughs> no well, like... like no your jokes were shit <laughs> I'd love to do a, I'd love to do a comedy night and I might if people are listening if they would be interested in coming like once a month where you guests had to dress up proper like it was a ball. Oh yeah. That'd what do you think about that like really I love like you know when like red red tie black tie black tie yeah. <laughs> they tell yeah. shows you how many of those I get invited to. But the um, annoying thing with that with boys like it's just very simple like you mean just a suit like obviously I tried to be a bit different because that's the way I am. <laughs> but... So do you think like men have it harder to kind of experiment? I think there's a lot more judgment on men. Um, and I think that, especially Irish culture, like men are a lot more prone to be slagged. And like people are afraid to take risks because their their friend group might be like, oh my God, look to say to you, like God forbid he wore like a, something other than like a Clark's shoe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Scarlet, if you don't wear Clark shoes. <laughs> oh my God, I'm actually triggered by Clark shoes because when I was younger, they were all, my, my mom wouldn't let me wear anything else because they're good for my feet. And everyone else walking wearing the Nike Air Max when I have a little Clark boot on. I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> I feel like it used to be so exciting to go in and get your foot measured and get a new shoe when you're a kid. Oh my God, do you remember? As a woman, you don't, past a certain point, you don't want your foot to grow anymore. You're like, no, don't measure my, <laughs> squeezing into a size four. I'm a, I'm a petite, dainty girl with a small foot. With a Cinderella over here. <laughs> One of the ugly sisters. Yeah. So, Anna, I put this in to Google, how do Irish men dress, right? And yeah. I'm going to scream. So I don't know if I can pronounce every word, but you're going to help me. So this me- the men's costume is a little less automated than women. They wear a plain kilt or pants and jacket and a folded <laughs> cloak hanging over their shoulder. <laughs> what year was this from? That just came up on Google. I put it to Google, um, how do Irish men dress? This is what happens. <laughs> So no wonder people think we're back into the like farming stone age. And, I like, can't. <laughs> yeah, everyone in America thinks like that's how we dress for sure. And when I put in other things that like in general, day to day Irish Irish style is casual but polished. For your Ireland uh, for your Irish packing list, think a nice blouse with jeans. Dark colours are always a good choice to go to in Ireland when considering uh, what to pack when visiting Dublin. Sorry. 
<laughs> a blouse and dark a blouse so and dark jeans. That's so boring. We need to try and get people to like experiment more. You need to go into this like Wikipedia page or something and be like accessorize with a purple bucket hat and like no wonder people don't think Irish people are stylish if that's what comes <laughs> up. A nice clothes and a dark hair trail. I was trying to look up like the differences between men and women's fashion and they were saying like men just like don't have as much trends and women keep like there's lots more trends around for women. But I was shocked that, that Barclays in the UK did, a, did a, some research, right? Okay. And they said that during their research that British men spend more on clothes, shoes and grooming products each month compared to women. I Guys, think they you know, spend more money on expensive do. stuff. And we're like... No, the Anna, like the English men are fresh. If I could find an English man to marry me, oh my God, they just have so much. They're just stylish. Oh, give it to me now, like... Thinking about walking around Brick Lane, which is where I was like, "Oh my God, some guy marry me, please!" It was just the smells, the clothes. The... So you think that you think the British are more stylish than the Irish? Yeah, and I'm going to be hated for oh, that. No. That's, that's not allowed, can't. guys. No, we can't. No, obviously, we need to take. I love an Irish farmer. If an Irish farming daddy is listening to this and likes to send my voice, like hit me up. As in terms of style, <laughs> I think that they definitely have more of an eye. Do you not think so? Yeah, probably actually. Yeah. Like the top style. Male icon, well, he's actually American. Okay, there's one, David Beckham. He's English. David Beckham, Stunning. yeah. Stunning. Tom Cruise, I wouldn't put him as a style icon. <laughs> Would you? I can only imagine him in a suit or something. But there's, he's that new Top Gun movie, so that was, people were... And George Clooney, ah, come on, where did we find us? <laughs> David Beckham, I'll take that George one. George Clooney's a ride. Yeah, he is, but I wouldn't be like, he's one of the most stylish men in the, on the planet. <laughs> I just, <laughs> a, they, they said how a fifth of men would still rather mow the lawn or go to the dentist than go shopping. Go to the dent? You would rather go to the dentist? You sick bitches. Then go, that, there's some, like, yeah, something wrong with no. that. If you'd rather fe- experience, maybe they're into pain. Maybe they like a bit of pain. <laughs> so, Paddy, tell us, how do you feel about the, I guess, the disability representation in fashion? And I know that some brands are coming out with, yeah, more inclusive yes. range, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's where it should be. I think disabled people are never really seen in fashion campaigns or kind of like sexy campaigns. We're always just ever seen in like charity campaigns. That's how I've ever always felt grown up. So a big like push for me to kind of get into fashion is to change that narrative. But I was looking up some facts on this and the first disabled model, so it's Alexandra Kutas. I don't know if I pronounced that right. You know me in pronunciations, but she's hailing from Ukraine and she's the first runway model in a wheelchair as well as Ukraine's first fashion model with a disability. Unreal. Yeah. I'd love and to I, hear it. I know. So, like, there's obviously, I think we've made a good step in creating um, a conversation around it. But, like, even if you think of the high street, you know, it's not made for people to access it if they were if they are in wheelchairs in terms of, like, the fitting rooms. Yeah. Um, you know, and stuff like that. Obviously, uh, um. And I think that is something we need to really work on um, because like if the world is built for able-bodied people, but it's not built for disabled people, but like we've been around just as much as you have, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And, I, and I think that style and fashion and allowing yourself to kind of explore that part of yourself, you know, it's very hard for people who are in wheelchairs. I'm privileged that I have crutches to be able to do that. So seeing people like 
Alexander Kudas and Chelsea Wiener. We called a Wiener, Matt. Wiener, Chelsea, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Chelsea Werner. Um, <laughs> is amazing to see because it means that like, like hopefully, and obviously Sinead Burke, we couldn't do this episode without like hailing her. Obviously, she's doing amazing things. Um, for tilting the lens on that, but yeah, I do think sure. you know there's a long way to go. Well, the high street's dead anyway, so <laughs> we're all grand. We'll all shop online. <laughs> no, it definitely needs to be more accessibility. And like, even for, um, it's interesting, like there's different styles of clothes for people with disabilities, isn't there? Like, you know, some people need Velcro and yeah, different kind and like, of yeah. fastenings and stuff. And I think that needs to be. And like, the, like, I hate the way it's seen as medical when it's put together. Like, oh, yeah. this is the medical thing. Why can't it be sexy and fun and make a class? Oh my god, I love a class. Rip it off. I mean, yeah. Oh my god, stunning. (laughs) Like with your teeth. Yes, give it to me, hon. But like I think that we need to come forward and make it kind of like it's just an everyday thing. And there's that section rather than it's like a medical thing where you go to I feel like you're it's like a doctor surgery going in to get like these specialized things done. Do you get me? Yeah, for sure. Um so that was just my two cents on it. But I want to hear for someone who's kind of feeling like they you know they don't know what their style is or they don't know kind of where their fashion is going or they just haven't kind of explored that part of themselves like what would be your top tips as a because I really do think you take you take more chances than I do in my opinion I love to just think of something that people wouldn't wear and wear it I, I just love it. I don't know why. I think it's an attention. You wore a seatbelt seat once, didn't you? You wore a seatbelt once. Yeah, it was a belt. It looked like a seatbelt. So I'd <laughs> say it was like a belt for a clown car or something. Yeah. Um, and then I just whacked that around my dad's blazer and call it a dress. It's, it's magical. I think that's my top tip. Accessorize, accessorize, accessorize. Because it's easy to change an outfit. You don't have to, like with a with a belt or oh my god I love a sunglass a sunglass oh you do you love sunglasses <laughs> just the one <laughs> a monocle um <laughs> hey I would love a monocle I say I have about hundred and fifty cheap pairs of sunglasses now I would never ever buy anything expensive like you're getting into more well obviously I am as well because I obviously work for a sustainable brand human collective shameless plug <laughs> if you want to look for it and um, it's all about inclusivity and social inclusivity but um. You're also getting into kind of that as well, aren't you? You're not buying things on the regular anymore yeah. and trying well, to just recycle. Broke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give you a segue, Anna. Take it. <laughs> Say that you're a sustainable hun. You're like, yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to be more sustainable. I'm like, I'm actually in uh, my overdraft, so I can't. <laughs> no, for sure. I like, I like to upcycle clothes and I like to give them a new life. I like, I keep everything. So I love that these trends have like, we've somehow caught up with the trend with ourselves and trends in the world and like you know the 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 naughties is back and all i still have all my clothes yeah um i had the first thong i ever bought and i can i can just put that oh my god you kept that up over my jeans again (laughs) we're back we're back sustainability (laughs) i can't believe you have your first song you ever bought that was an experience i don't know if any of the other girls but like you go in miss i went to miss selfridge's i was 12 i got three thongs for like tenor i was absolutely delighted with myself but mortified when I came home and I hid them for ages and then I went and asked my mom if I could start doing my own washing just because I bought myself a thong <laughs> she was like no don't be silly you can't like you don't wear enough clothes to do wash one wash yourself in the week like you put it in with the family um 
Um, and she yeah, saw then, your first then, song. Then she's then like, my daughter, my, my, she's like, my daughter my, just there was my, It was a red, um, what a kind of oriental oh prince song scar- on the, on the scarlet washing woman. Li- on the washing line. And, and then everyone knew I was a woman. You scarlet woman. <laughs> scarlet. Um, and I still have it, but I don't, I haven't worn it now in ages, I have to say. It has lost its stretch. So oh I would turn that into like a nice little cravat for you, Paddy. Like a little. Please stop it now. It's red and that's your, that's your theme at the minute. Please stop it now. I'm not wearing your red thong. I'm actually <laughs> turning that into a little cravat for you. And this seems like the perfect time to bring in our experts of the week. So Helen and Liz, thank you very much for um, coming in to talk with us today and being our experts. Helen, you're actually in the basement of uh, where one of your clothes is are. So tell us about that. Tell us about why you're there. Are you with your mannequins? What's the story? I'm in the basement underneath our flagship boutique in South William Street. The top end of the shop looks great. The basement is where all the chancing happens. This is not the public face of the building, but this is where it all happens. Brilliant. And you have 20 years within fashion and kind of style. At least 20, yeah, yeah. Even longer. 20 years doing my own label, yeah. Wow. And tell us about your own label. Lots of chances. That's a real, it's really good for us then. Tell us about your label and kind of like why you got into it. Got into it by mistake. I never really planned to have my own label, but a series of coincidences happened and the crowd I was working for folded. We were in Brian Thomas's at the time. I kind of took it over and it became my own label. I love that. We can take some inspiration there because Paddy was talking earlier about how he'd like to bring out some disabled fashion line called Crutch. I was. (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool though to make to make alternative fashion kind of cool and have like cool clasps and easier to wear stuff? I think I think uh, people do that already without knowing that that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be cool. I mean, all of this kind of stuff to make any disability more norm is cool. Yeah. Um, and Liz, you you uh, were a former editor of um, Image magazine and during your time at that magazine, did you find that like women's fashion like overruled men's fashion, what you've shown or what was oh, interest yeah. people were interested in? For sure. Like men, um, men's fashion doesn't get it looking. Do you know? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. You know, and even like I have two little boys now and you go into the shops and there's like three quarters of the floor is for girls and all this really cool stuff and then the lads are getting like couple of crap pairs of tracksuit bottoms and like horrible t-shirts it is the thing i was reading is it a thing like helen you might realize this as well like it's saying that women like to to do trends and that's why we get given lots more trends and we shop a lot more where men just have the same shirt and the same slacks and the same boots well i think i think some men's fashion is trend driven but in general women spend a lot more time thinking about clothes and fashion than guys do. Men in Europe are way more on it. You know, European men are like way more advanced. In I was going to say, yeah. It's just Irish and UK men. It's no. an Irish, British thing. I mean, Liz is a French boyfriend, so she knows I was like European men. Yeah, and he shames me on the bad grass one. Like for years, I used to buy my boyfriend's clothes and like do manovers and all that kind of stuff. And now he's the one buying me stuff, trying to pimp me up because I'm not chic enough to be like... <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I love that. We're gonna though. have to get a French boyfriend, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
kind of cool though. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy with getting Hermes bags for presents. And, you know, <laughs> Sandra is still from the door. I'm like, yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm done. Sandra is unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Oh, I'm fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's cool. So t- tell me you're, what. You're just spoiled now, but you see, that's what European men are like. But men in Ireland and England aren't like that. Hey, <laughs> that UK men aren't as bad. Oh, I think they're just as bad. Do you? Yeah. Man, mm. London, Manchester, Liverpool, like they're really trend driven, you know, like the lads are full on trends. Yeah, they have like, in, in up in Newcastle, they have lower tops than girls, I think, the lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trainers and the, the gear and the accessories and the, and the uh, you know, the, the sunglasses. I was in Manchester a few weeks ago and without a doubt, the men were better dressed than the women. For sure. Oh, wow. There well, you go. that's trend, but not style driven. They don't have the style of European men. Yes. That's yeah. true. Well, <laughs> Liz, what would be your, like, when you were a kid, was was kind of like your trends that you love, but you look back now and you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. This, no, the problem is they're all back again, right? Yes. Like, we've caught up with ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my head around the whole thing again. Like, when I was a teenager, Black Levi's 501s. Um, black, a, a Levi's 501 t-shirt uh, body stockings and wonder bras were like they were the must haves okay uh, <laughs> like and I'm now like 40 fucking four and I'm still wearing black Levi's wonder bras and I was eyeing up a Levi's 501 t-shirt the other day going should I do it you know and I'm like oh maybe not uh, so it's kind of all back full circle and most of the things I'm kind of willing to try again but there's certain things I have to draw the line on <laughs> Some it. some stuff is timeless yeah. and some stuff is is meant to stay in the past. <laughs> what do you have to draw the line at, Liz? I mean, like those. Well, I suppose those like orthopedic shoes and stuff. Like I was always a high heel girl until COVID, you know. And I, I've, I've no need to be because I'm ridiculously tall anyway. But it kind of gave me that extra height that I didn't need. But I'm only getting I just, runners. I'm just getting my head around. Crocs are just a step too far down a road. You're, you're only getting your head around runners now. I know I'm a bit late to the party, but you should that's... see my wardrobe now. I have about fifty pairs. I'm, I'm a late adapter, but I'm, I'm quick. Yeah, that's it. Once you get in the comfiness, oh my god! Yeah. I think I remember Hard trying to wear heels. Yeah, trying to wear heels now. I just put them on for a pick and then I take them back off. Oh, <laughs> nightmare! But like, I have a great trick actually. If you're getting Botox or uh, any kind of treatments done in an aesthetic clinic, ask the doctors for a bit of the extra numbing cream and take it home with you and put it on your feet and then you put it on the feet. <laughs> Oh my god! Your heels for that. You can't feed your feet for the night, so you can wear heels on it. It's Oh my god, that's it. Paddy, you here first. Yeah. You need to ask for that, Paddy. Where you go get your Botox? And last week, Paddy, I seen him in a wear pair of heels in Pride with his crutches. <laughs> it wasn't a good look for me, guys. My bunion was coming outside of the shoe. It was, just, it was sick. It was sick. You need the numbing cream. It's, yeah. it's, it's a life hack. It's a big life hack. For you, Helen, what what are the trends that have come back around for you? Or do you follow trends? Or you? Oh trend yeah, we do follow now? trends, and my trends have been coming around for twenty years longer. And this is, you know. I grew up in the late 70s and everything now is, I'm getting sick of things that are either 70s or the 90s and 70s and the 90s are kind of the same anyway. So, yeah, everybody has to be aware of trends. That doesn't mean to say you have to do them, but you definitely have to nod in that direction and know what. Now, you might take a deliberate stance and say okay I, I don't like it so we're not doing that one or it's not right yeah. for my customer or whatever but you, you have to know what's going on out there um you have plant-based clothing now 
Well, it's very um, important. I mean, I people want sustainability yeah. cotton's plant-based linens yeah it's just it feels like it's like um yeah, it's plant-based it's just cool and trendy to put these tags it's on just, it's just how you tag it <laughs> yeah 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 no i loved it because I'm, I'm loving all i'm about to say and i'm loving all the plant-based nuggets from burger king <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on my clothing as well i think it's fa- fabulous <laughs> do you think though the way we kind of look at fashion now has changed because of sustainability and we don't really buy as much anymore and we're trying to recycle you know, or or that's still the thing. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I think people are aware of sustainability. People get notions. Yeah, I don't want to buy anything which is petrol based, like polyester. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think people are still going out there shopping for clothes. And the most sustainable thing yeah. in your it, the most sustainable clothing you have, which I shouldn't say, is what's ever already in your wardrobe. No, thank. Thankfully, our customers are still shopping away. People want to buy less and buy better. In some ways, although everybody still loves to grab a $5.99 pair of shoes for pennies, I do think that people are saying, yeah, I'll just be a little more selective. It's not that I'm going to spend less. I'm just going to think a little bit more before I buy and and maybe, maybe just wonder where it was made. There's buy one a month challenge. And it's like you're only allowed to buy one thing a month. Yeah. Every month. Like generally people are there for buying, you know, a really good belt or a really good mm-hmm. blazer. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do think people are buying in a slightly different way. I don't think they're buying as disposable stuff, not as throwaway, not as much about shoving it into landfill and spending their money on a slightly more enduring classic piece and maybe better quality. I'm like buying slightly better for myself uh, but then I'm buying crap for the kids literally I just get like a big because I'm like I'm not buying them like the good stuff do you know and I've well, literally going to grow out of it like I'm you know on one hand I'm trying to do good and then the other hand I'm like completely you know negating any you know sustainability I've done by well, buying I do, I do think in general people are thinking more about sustainability and being more responsible in in everything really the younger generations before. yeah gen z's the gen z's definitely yeah. are yeah yeah and we are but like at the same time wait till the recession kicks and like everyone's back to their like oh looking at your bank balance going what can you get for as little as possible that will yes. kick in pretty soon unfortunately and and do you think um everyone can be stylish or do yeah. you think it's like yes you do i you believe so. that don't don't overdo it just Pair it down a little. Um, look cool. Don't overdress. I think the I think the way people. I think you can look less stylish. I think sometimes less is more. To answer that question, I don't think everyone can be stylish at oh. all. I think it's a very, very specific and unique trait that only very few people actually have. Like I think anyone can buy into fashion. I mean, obviously, obviously most people do, but to actually pull it together, it's like really really it's like a very unique trick i think that people get, either have or don't and like i would say eight out of ten people don't have it and like it's very hard to be super cool super professional you know it's just that's it's like some people are good at sports you know or some people are good at music i think it's one of those things you know isn't their style kind of like that's like an individual thing so like what i think is stylish you may not think is stylish do you know what i mean yeah but there's a general kind of balance of stuff you know what i mean it's like you know like that people are balancing like it's with interiors or with beauty or you know makeup it's the same thing it's like a balance as opposed to 
one big wow outfit. It's our one big wow, you know, sorry, uh, item, you know, I think um, like it's someone who goes, oh, I know that I can, this is an amazing shoe or this is an amazing, you know, top, but I have to balance it with something else. It's like the case of, you know, because even though it's money, doesn't mean you're going to look cool or you're, you know. No, it's absolutely not about money. Well, I think it's a sort of attitude, isn't it? And I suppose some people have it naturally. Yeah. I do think a lot, I think it can be learned. I would like to think it can be learned because I know it's like, I know so many people struggle with how to style themselves or dress themselves. And that's why the industry is huge, isn't it? And the, even mm. the influencer industry that people like to watch exactly like that's yeah. exactly how I'm going to put that together. Yeah. But I would like to think that people can experiment a bit more. And that's why I want to try and, you know, anyone listening and like, just get a, I think I was saying, I love accessories. So I was like, just get a, a pair of sunglasses that are a bit wild or a hat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I think that's where people go wrong. They start spending them. <laughs> outside stuff as opposed to the core thing it's like I'm spending my money on my shoes my accessories my bits and pieces and you're like actually just like put your investment into the good basics like your yeah, like a, yeah. good, your good cut coat your good cut trousers your nice shoes mm-hmm. your, you know you're really like your, your, your good coat. classic core pieces and yeah. then yeah. Yeah. You know, I've seen that trend online a capsule wardrobe like what would be the core pieces though ask Helen Helen what would be the core pieces for I people if you wanted five pieces a good jean white t-shirt, black trousers, short black dress, leather jacket. So you need a leather jacket can go over all those things, a denim, denim jean, white t-shirt, wear it with the black. I think it's about being able to mix and match those core pieces. And actually with five or six pieces, you can really pull a wardrobe together. And if you look at the yeah. people in that real style, that's actually what they do. And they don't really change their style that much. They tend to have a very enduring style statement. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody has to be the same, but people do have to get to know their own body shapes and what works for them. And I think that's how they develop a sense of style. I I did a show called The Fitting Room and it was all about people who didn't have the same kind of body types finding it difficult to shop. Would you have any kind of tips for them? Yeah, I think think recently it's really interesting that you know, aspirational figures and shapes have changed. It's certainly maybe not as much here as in other places, but it's okay to be a plus size now. And, you know, we're trying to get rid of body shaming. And a lot of larger people, whether men or women, can look good. So I think really it's about showing all our ads and all our model agencies now are showing larger People, as Liz and I joked the last time I did a fashion show, shouldn't be saying this out loud really, but we need someone fat, someone old, different multicolors. So now we have to appeal to all different things. And and that is actually a real trend. Well, Liz and Helen, we really appreciate you joining us and we'll just leave it on this last question. I know you both come from fashion backgrounds in terms of your work, but how important is fashion to you in your everyday life? It used to be a lot more like work. It was like, you know, strutting into the, the magazines and stuff. You'd have a different outfit every day. And like now I'm really, really struggling to get out of the leggings. And I'm like, I'm honestly, I have to myself every day. I'm like, put on a pair of jeans. And then I put them on. I'm like, oh, they're too tight. They're too annoying. They're up my crotch. <laughs> it's kind of hard, you know. I, I, I definitely have had a, like a, I don't know, a turning point in terms of fashion and so forth. It's not that important anymore. But then every now and then, 
I, I catch myself, you know, out and about. I'm like, I'm just doing the school. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. And then I go, oh, I'll just go to shops. And then I'll just do something else, whatever else. And then, of course, I run into someone fabulous, all geared up. And I just go, oh, my God, I feel so, like, you know, like, pathetic. You know, you're like, state, you work hard to get dressed, you know. Uh, so... I, think, I definitely think in your, like life is like funny like you have different stages in your life when you you might be uber fashionable you might be not you know and I think um, it's all down to circumstances isn't it COVID yeah. has completely negated its importance because we're all we're all super casual like I saw someone with a suit the other day and I heard a heart attack I was like what <laughs> you know um so it's weird you know like it's definitely like such a game changer the casual thing but it's harder to look casually cool look formally cool Look at Liz and I are both wearing black t-shirts. I mean, what a fashion statement. <laughs> I think when you work in fashion, it's like anything you, you work in too much. Sometimes you just want yourself not to make a statement. But obviously, if you're in the shop or selling, you know you have to present yourself properly. And sometimes like Liz, I'd be walking down South William Street and think, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Why haven't I dressed myself properly today? <laughs> and I think the whole COVID thing has, has changed us. There used to be a kind of a, a work uniform that we'd put on going into work. Now we come in in our trainers. Even in the shop, I will wear trainers sometimes. So it, it has changed. And I think Liz is right too. The lines are blurred. And to look great in your jeans and your trainers and a black T-shirt it's more difficult than to put on. If you stick on a wonderfully cut blazer over jeans, you're going to look great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Okay, guys, bye. Now it's time for our chance of the week. Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, chance. So. <laughs> it's my chance of the week. I feel yeah, like this is on. tying in with a, with a bit of what we touched on in our reality TV episode, if anyone wants to listen to it. Uh, my chance <laughs> of the week this week is um, Chris Evans, right? Because it's just resurfaced that back in the 90s when, on his TV hit show that was on Fridays, he asked Victoria Beckham to step on a weighing scale to see what weight she was. Oh my god! I know it reminded the me of all. Like, can you imagine? Like, that's how popular people were obsessed with your weight back then. And she apparently, the gall, she had just the given, the audacity. He had like given birth to um, Brooklyn, like like recently, and he like he was like, loads of women will be so jealous how you bounce back, like step on there and tell them your your weight. And did you oh God, I found it so triggering. It was like a big like Christmas with my family. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, get on there now. Did she do it? She's prime. Um, yeah, she did. No, this is the oh, thing. Like, God. back in the day, I think, like, you must... It's kind of happened to me sometimes in various places. You get a shock that people are asking you these things, and you just go... Yeah, so you do. Yeah, cool. But, like, that is weird on that now. Why did you even have a weighing scales in the studio? Yeah, they did that on purpose. Maybe she did know. Because sometimes the producers tell you we're going to do this. Do you mean? And back in that day, no, nothing was off limits. Oh, you know the secrets behind reality TV. You know what I mean? Well, guys, I did win the circuit. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, though. So my one is actually reality TV as well. Um, it's another Love Island. Don't hate me. But um, it's Faye Winter. She wasn't in, she's not in this Love Island, but she was in the Winter Love Island. And this week, she uh, called out a troll online. But didn't just do it any which way. She, he sent her, or they sent her, I don't know if it's a woman or a man, or non-binary, uh, but... They sent her a really cruel messages. And to get back at them, she screenshot the messages, sent it to the mum, 
screenshot the messages, sent it to her their employer. Oh god. Yeah. So I think that's a good chancer because she's putting out trolls and, and you know people think behind their keyboards they're they're safe. They're not. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I've heard of people do that before where they're like, if your name is just blatantly there and so, loads of people have their like where they work linked and you're like, okay, you bitch. I know. Imagine walking <laughs> in and being like, hey, we got this screenshot from Faye Winter in Love Island. They're like, yeah, you're just saying something nasty. No, yeah. thank you. Now, apparently, sorry, apparently to go off the story, they blocked her and deleted the messages somehow. I've seen. Well, I love the intentions. So of course she would. For me, she's a good chance every week. She was. She would get. They. they when you, people share the person that's been trolling, they get loads of abuse themselves, which I don't know. Yeah. It's probably well deserved. Um, that Paddy with the martyr always coming in with a, a meaning behind your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you gotta do what you gotta do. Okay, no, that was a good one. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> I'll give. I'll give it to you. Do you know what? I'll give it to you because it's Pride Week. It's your week. <laughs> Fine. That was a good one. I know it was. Thanks for listening to us Absolute Chances again this week, Hans. And if you like the material we shared today, be sure to follow our frocks online at Paddy Y. Smith and me, Anna Cliff Comedy. <laughs> follow our frocks. <laughs> <laughs> Email chancespodcast at goloudnow.com with any kind words, things you would like to talk about, or any of your own fashion faux pas. Until next week, chancers, stay stunning. Stay stunning.